It's the beginning of August. If you are on holiday, I hope you're having a fantastic time. If you're not on holiday, I still hope you're having a fantastic time. Either way, I hope you're continuing to take care of your health, fitness, mentally, physically, spiritually, in every single way. And hopefully, by listening to the show today, either one or all of those areas will be enhanced. This is a return. It's been two years since today's guest was on the show, who was originally on episode number 598. As you'll see from the show, I follow him quite closely in Instagram. At some point, sound a little bit like a stalker. He does some amazing stuff. But 10 years ago, he couldn't do any of this stuff. He could barely touch his toes. And in this week's show, we talk all about the continuation of that journey. If you want the early parts, go back to 598. We talk about creating a daily mobility practice that will help you to advance. We talk about strength training. We talk about cold water therapy. And we talk about quite a cool quotation. You can't do epic shit if your aerobic system sucks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number 766 of the Inner Fight Podcast with John Lindsay. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, John Lindsay. It's two and a half years since we spoke, mate. That's crazy. How are you? I'm good. It's been too long. Uh, Thanks for having me back on. Excited (laughs) to catch up. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me back on. No, it's cool, mate. We got actually, for those of you that haven't listened to John's first show, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's episode 598. And John goes by the handle on Instagram, The Movement Journey. And as I said in that show, if you haven't found John on Instagram yet, go right now whilst you listen and check out what he does. Mate, give us the short version or even the long version, I don't care, how you got onto this movement journey and a few of the interesting bits because your story is insane. So I guess the short story is I just, I sucked at moving. I wasn't very good at moving, moving my body around. And I was a, I was a health professional. I was a personal trainer and I was in graduate school getting a master's degree in sports medicine to honest, to essentially learn more on how to help people move better. And I moved like shit, I moved like shit myself. So I kind of just had a wake up call where I was like, Hey, let's start really committing time to this, committing time to finding the resources, committing, committing time to putting the resources um, into my own practice. And, you know, that was, I'm 33 now. I was probably 24-ish, maybe 25 at the time. And, you know, just really got, once I started seeing progress and clearly seeing that different um, techniques and things that I were using really, really worked, I just totally got the bug. And it's, uh, you know, I, I couldn't touch my toes when I was 24, 25, couldn't sit in like a deep squat when I was 24, 25, um, usually had some lingering back pain after like a lower body workouts when I was that age as well. So, um, started from the bottom. (laughs) It's which I think makes, well, for me anyway, mate, and I said this in the first time we chatted, makes your story so much 
more real and relatable because I think as humans, we're all, we're always like, well, I, uh, John was a gymnast, so he's been doing this stuff all your life, but John wasn't a gymnast. John couldn't touch his toes. And now you can do all the crazy shit that you yeah. can do, <laughs> which makes it. But I, I think that's what's interesting for me, mate, is that you've proved over a very short period of time that you can make these changes. Talk to us a little bit from a physiological standpoint because from not touching your toes to the stuff that you can do now is insane so what what can you share with us about like what was limiting you and what's changed is it is it your muscles your tendons ligaments like what's really gone on to get you to where you are i mean i think the the stimulus stimuluses that have gotten me to make the most change is is it's really just taking more time to do mobility work i mean when i was younger in like let's say 18 to 22 in peak college years i would go back and forth between like yeah i need to get more flexible let me do like a five minute half-ass routine before i go do bench press and whatever whatever <laughs> else, whatever else i was doing um and, you know, I, do, I do that for like four days in a row and i'd be like oh it didn't do anything i must be genetics i can't like I just don't have the genetics to get more flexible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think as anyone gets a little older, they get a little wiser. And, you know, I just and and when I was that age, 24, 25, so that was roughly eight ish years ago. Yeah. That's when mobility like on podcast and books and stuff like just started to kind of come out. Like the first thing I that was really kind of eye opening for me was Kelly Starrett's book, Supple yeah. Leopard. And he would be on podcasts and stuff like that. So consuming that information, it was, although I don't think that's the best modality for mobility work now, it's still a great intro for a lot of people. Mm. And it did, it opened my eyes to be like, oh, if you want to get more mobile, it has to be like a session you do. It's not just this kind of bullshit warm up or this bullshit cool down before or after a workout. It is a, it's part of the practice. It's, hey, today I'm doing a 45 minute hip mobility routine because I want to make that kind of progress. Um, so that was the biggest wake up call for me is I've got to really prioritize this if I want to make change. And I was, I was good early on to committing a lot of time, um, a lot of time daily to making changes. And when you do that, when you do commit time daily to making changes and you're consistent with it, you're going to see progress much more quicker. And for me, when I see progress, I'm like, holy shit, this works. I'm really bought in. Let's keep stepping it up, stepping it up. So um, as far as like the physiological changes that are happening, it's, you know, it is your, your muscles are able to handle a longer stretch position, your ligaments and tendons as well. It's everything's working synergistically. So it's, you know, it's developing more control in those greater ranges of motion. And that's a product of, um, we'll call it having more strength in more strength in lengthened positions. And that's a product of stronger muscles, stronger ligaments, stronger tendons, uh, stronger bones, and also stronger nerve synapses going through the body, allowing you to do that stuff. So um, all those physiological stuff changes. And then also your tolerance to stretch um, increases as well. So they're all one and the same to me, but it's, it's, it's all about committing that time. <laughs> Do you think, mate, I, I want to go to your bench press example. As, as you said, stronger in all those different areas. Have you, and maybe you haven't done this, but a thought, have you tested 
your bench press in current times compared to what it was maybe eight years ago? Um, not super recently, but probably within the last two years I have. Uh, right. And I didn't like when I was that eight ish years ago, I was like, all right, well, I've got a bench press twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. And we got to hit like five sets of three. Like it was always kind of essentially like flirting with what's my max, what's my max. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last time I did bench press in a two ish years ago in a like programming, I was doing, I think like 185 for uh, sets of eight to 10 reps, something like that. Right. And I'd say that felt more challenging than it used to for sure. But okay, <laughs> it's pretty interesting though, to, to compare it. It's interesting as well, mate. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm quite interested to understand like psychologically, I know you feel better, but there's still quite a lot around like, okay, what's your back squat? What's your deadlift? What's your bench? Like the old school measures of strength. Now, obviously as you've been on this journey, they've meant less to you, but how does the mind adjust? Like how, how have you adjusted your mindset towards that? Um, that took time for sure. Uh, and, I, and a really good example is like, so I was into mobility for a while and then probably four ish years into that, I wanted to get into hand balancing. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Like after I've done all these chest exercises, I'll do this as like the supplemental <laughs> work at the end of a like pressing day or whatever. And yeah. you know, I had the wake up call there too. I was like, okay, I've got to commit more time to this skill too. Let me get better at it. Let me get better at it. And I think just as I distanced myself from those kind of standard, nothing wrong with any of those lifts. I think there's a lot of value in the squat, in the deadlift, in the bench press. But yeah. as, I, as I've distanced myself from that as my main modality, you know, I'm more about quality than I am like quantifying the numbers. So like I still deadlift, I still back squat, but I kind of, I think I kind of have this intuitive sense with my body where I'm looking at the quality of this lift I'm doing. I'm not looking for well, let me add five, let me add five kilos on each side and just struggle to get this out. There, there is value <laughs> in doing that from time to time, but you know, I'd, I, I'd be more likely to recognize, okay, my form got shitty there. Let's drop it a little bit, go a hair slower and just clean up the form. Cause I think you get more value in that in building strength through range of motion. And you're, if you're going a little slower, you're more time under tension to me, there's just more overall benefits looking at it like that than there is the overall numbers thing. So, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, that what what I squat, what, the last time I squatted, I couldn't even tell you what the numbers were. I have a notebook somewhere that says it, but that's not even like, it's all about yeah. the quality and feeling really good after a session than it is like that yeah. feeling of, let me possibly burn myself out here just to get those <laughs> five, just to get those five extra kilos and say that I did it, so. You said something quite interesting there as well, mate. Like if you felt that your movement wasn't good, for example, in a back squat when you had X weight on it, then you'd regress the weight. How is your ability to feel what good movement is like? How has that developed? And what advice have you got for people? Because the reason I ask that question, mate, is a lot of people like will say, oh, I'm squatting just fine. And I'll be like, okay, let me take a video of you. And then they see it and they're like, that's not me. And I'm like, 
that's you. So that's really where the basis of the question comes from. Like how, in your experience, have you, have you created feeling around like what's good and what's bad form? Well, I think that's a product and it is, it's a product of the mobility work. So, I mean, part of like, I, I'm not doing any just simple passive stretching. Usually my mobility work, if it, if I am just kind of staying still, it's some sort of isometric hold where there's muscles engaged, there's tendons, there's ligaments, there's all this connective tissue working. And when you're doing stuff like that, you're developing not only strength in that position, but you're, you're telling your nervous system and your brain, Hey, this is where our limb is in space. This is how we control it here. And then when you're doing more active mobility stuff where you're moving your joints around, you're developing more, uh, proprioception as to where your body is in space. And you do that with all your joints consistently for a long period of time. When you are doing stuff like heavier back squats or any sort of heavier lift, you know, you just kind of, you've developed this awareness of where your body is in space. So when you start to challenge it with load and stuff, you can just kind of recognize, okay, this load forced me to get out of this position. Uh, I know that's not ideal. I had to limit my range to do it. Um, let me back up on that. So just doing the mobility work, you, a byproduct of the mobility work is, is, uh, developing this control of where your body is in space, this, this increase in proprioception of the body. And, you know, when you're doing any sort of movement, you feel it, you know, where you are in space, where someone who's maybe not as well trained from a mobility standpoint, they, they're kind of the person you just said, they think they're moving one way, but then you, you put them on camera and they're like, and they were like, oh my gosh, my ankle didn't even bend. I thought I was, yeah. I thought I was getting like six inches deeper than I thought, but. <laughs> That's exactly it, right? It's, um, it is interesting, isn't it? Like when, when we have that, when we feel, we think we're in a great position and then we look at it and we're just, we're completely not. Yeah. It's, I'm also uh, like, I, I'm also like a lot of people are a, uh, they always want to think best case scenario when it comes to stuff like that. I'm usually thinking worst case scenario. So like <laughs> if I do film myself on something, I'll be like, Oh, that looked better than I thought. So <laughs> I think you should always have that attitude too. You should always like second guess yourself. Like don't think you're, you're killing it like that into perfect Instagram video you saw somebody doing and you're trying to replicate that movement. Always think you're doing it worse than them. And then you'll surprise yourself when you do film it and you're doing it better. So that's very true. Another common question around committing more time to to what you're talking about, uh, John, mobility and 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 movement with the body is people. I find that people see working out as coming in, getting tired, moving, especially from a CrossFit side, moving weight as fast as possible and dying on the floor. Talk to us about how you feel from i guess from a cardiovascular level mate because i imagine you don't have 10 hours a day to train so your bench press session has been replaced with a different type of workout when people say mobility they think it's stretching but talk us through what it feels like and is there a cardiovascular response as well i mean if you i do do so my i would say my the, the pushing workouts I used to do have been replaced with more, I'm still, I still do a pushing day once a week, but it's more body weight strength. Um, there is dumbbell usage, stuff like that. I do use weights, but it's not as yeah. like, it's not quite that old school bro mentality that it used to be. Um, 
but that and mobility sessions, I'd say there's not a huge cardiovascular standpoint to it. Um, I am getting more into, I probably do two things a week that are more of a cardiovascular aerobic workout. I try to do either two cycling sessions outdoors or a cycling session and a run at some point. Um, just because I don't want to say I'm burnt out on mobility work, but I think I've been doing it now for so long. I used to be a big runner and I'm slowly kind of getting those stuff back in there. Um, cause the good thing about mobility work is once you develop like really good ranges and you have good control of it and just to, to maintain your current range takes much less work than it did to get there. So, right. uh, my mobility sessions are less these days than it was the last time we spoke. And, mm. you know, because of that, I'm now able to put back in some aerobic work. Um, but that's not to say somebody couldn't be doing, you know, four one hour mobility sessions a week and also be doing four 90 minute aerobic sessions too. It's definitely possible right. to give the time yeah. for sure. And they, and they would and they would supplement each other really well. Have you found a positive impact going back to running, mate? Um, definitely. I was a little disappointed where my aerobic uh, <laughs> kind of capabilities were when I first started, um, yeah. because my wife has always been a big. She's maintained. She kind of she got into the stuff I was into too, but she was still always biking and running. So her aerobic threshold was higher than mine for sure so it was tough keeping up with her i'm now at that level and we can go on nice runs together we can go on nice bike rides um but i think i was kind of going back to the heavy squat example i think i was more aware of my form aware of yeah you know did i feel like i was as i fatigued was i like if i'm running was i falling over was i was I able to stay upright? What did, what did my body feel like when I was running? Am I pushing through some knee pain? You know, I was really aware of just kind of where my body was in space and how it felt. So that, 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 that was nice. I think that'll serve me well going forward. Cause I, yeah. Cause I intend to continue with the aerobic stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, I can't even remember when I did run like back same back in the bench press days, you know, it was like, <laughs> let me, let me go kill it. Oh, I'm near the end of a run. Well, I better sprint this finish just so I'm totally exhausted. Like there was no method to the madness. It was just pure madness. So I don't remember, <laughs> like, I don't remember how I was, what I was even thinking about on a run. It was just loud music. Let's go. So uh, trying it's to take a little more intuitive approach this time around. <laughs> it's actually quite funny, mate, because I, I was running, I'm in England at the moment and I was running and it was, it was actually, it's been quite hot here. And I remember running like maybe 10 or 15 years ago when I was a kid here in England in not the same heat, but heat as well. And I was like, I wonder how fast, I wonder what my splits were back then. And I was like, I had no idea. I would just do exactly what you said. You start off the run, you run a bit and it's like, I'm nearly at the end. I just need to kill myself so that by the time I get home, I'm falling on the floor. That was like yes, the exactly. stimulus. You just remember the, you just remember the end. So <laughs> yeah, totally. you went hard at the end, you went hard the whole time. Exactly. And it was literally the Casio bleep, and that was it. So hey, I, I, I was thinking there's two things I've noticed on your Instagram. And one thing I want to add uh, about how you're, you're training and stuff or, or two things that came up to me. I think you've made, <laughs> this probably sounds a bit weird, but I think you've changed 
and made progress in your mobility over the last couple of years. Do you feel that that's the case? You said you don't spend as much time on it anymore, but what I'm trying to gauge is we've not spoken for two years. What, what progression have you made with this stuff your uh, own, on your own physical journey? Well, since then, yeah, I've definitely made uh, some good some good progress. Like I got, I, I wish I could remember what we chatted about, but I was probably working hard on middle split, front split, back bridge, things like that. Correct. And, you know, I've gotten pretty comfortable with those. And, you know, I just kind of think about maintaining those right now. And that's, um, that's just kind of where my head head's at at the moment. Right. Um, and it's tough to kind of stay. Hang on one second. No worries. Hold on one second. Sorry, I'm going to continue. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, That's all right, man. So let me just start that over. So I think when yeah. we were chatting like two and a half years ago, I was working on front splits, middle splits, back bridge. I still am working on those things. I'd say my level of ability on them has definitely gotten up, but now I you know, those are shorter sessions. Now I kind of flirt with what I'm capable of in each of those sessions. And over time that will push my ability a little bit more. But, um, like, like I said, I'm, I'm into adding in some aerobic stuff now. Um, and that adds time as well. So my ability to put in a ton of energy into those sessions has gone down just a little bit, but I mean, they're cool things to do. So I definitely want to maintain them as best I can. So, and that's what I, that's also what I teach people. So learning new things about higher level mobility stuff is important to me to be able to teach it to my students and future clients. So, um, that, yeah. that's one thing I wanted to ask you as well, mate. It's, it's, it wasn't the second thing I'll come back to the second thing, but it's a question. And as soon as you brought it up, you are very good at like really cool shit. Like, you know, I, I open Instagram and, and you're there just doing the splits. I'm like, that's just cool. How much of the, how much, of, and, and like your back bridge and stuff, like how much of, is some of it just driven by like, you've seen stuff like that and you've gone, that's just really cool. I want to be able to do it. And then you've gone and figured out how to do it. Yeah. I think I got, I got to a place where I went from being really stiff, pain, not all the time, but every now and then due to a lack of mobility, I got to where I was feeling pretty good all over. And, you know, I think going from someone who couldn't touch their toes, like having a goal to do a split, a front split or a middle split just seemed like, holy shit, like this is going to be, I can't believe me, that person from back in the day is going to be able to do that. So I think that was heavy motivation for me. Um, and it's nice to have, especially when you're working on your mobility, I would say most people's mobility goal is going to be early on. I just want to move better or I want to move better for the sake of being better at CrossFit or, uh, having a better, a better deep squat um, or better at X sport, whatever. But if you, if you like training mobility and you get good at those first goals you had of essentially just moving better for the sake of moving better, you know, it's to keep that, uh, to keep a flame underneath you, to keep that fire burning for mobility work, it's nice to have some higher level goals like that. Does everyone need to do a front split or a middle split? No, but it's it's great motivation to work on your mobility. And you know, that stuff can be useful for other things, especially if you're actively playing sports. So it's, um, yeah, it's just, it's good motivation. 
It is, mate. And it's very, I think it's good motivation for, for, for the people that follow you as well, because it's like, I swear, I just don't, you post something, I think today or yesterday, like just on the beach, just doing the front splits. I'm like, that's actually quite cool. Like, just well, to be that honest. Was cool. the, yeah. the better your body moves, the less equipment you need and the more, you know, the more places become your gym. Like you can work out anywhere. So, yeah. The second thing I've noticed mate and this might also sound a bit weird to you or to, to, to a lot of people i feel that you've got leaner over the last couple of years would that be true probably um yeah i go like this like you're you might be just catching me at a good time but I, uh, <laughs> i'm getting ready for my honeymoon so we're like trying to, that might be why we're trying to get a we're gonna be on the boat in lake como so um <laughs> But no, I've, uh, you know, my wife is a chef, so we, yeah. we, well, our diet's been really on point the last like six ish, six ish months. So that's really good. Um, and again, I'm, I'm adding in that aerobic work too. And that's, you know, where I'm at in the States, it's super hot. So you're burning a ton of calories if you're outside doing like a 25 mile ride or something like that. So I'm sure yeah. that's a product of it as well. Um, I've never yeah. in the past eight-ish years i've never been like concerned with my like body i rarely ever weigh myself so i can't even tell you what i weigh i just kind of if i was feeling crappy i might be like okay i need to like let's take a look at the diet and maybe scale yeah. back somewhere but uh you know i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't have said i'm leaner but maybe maybe I am. <laughs> it's, it's probably a product of just eating really clean ish the past six or so months yeah. and then um just the adding in that aerobic work and that's been like probably almost a year slow drip of more aerobic work so um yeah. got to take those calories from somewhere i think it's good to see mate because i i always remember you you mentioned kelly starrett earlier and i think we actually spoke about him in the first show and i mean he's got some good stuff great book the supple leopard but i remember seeing seeing him at the crossfit games in 2013 and i was just like but dude you're fat <laughs> and like, I kind of know that that's probably not the way that I should look at it, but I'm like, okay, yeah. you're, you're, you're teaching all this stuff. Whereas to, to be totally honest with you, mate, like I see your stuff, you're doing cool stuff and you're in super good shape. It makes it a lot more inspiring in, in a number of ways. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, everybody's made the joke. Like it's, you're not going to take health advice from a fat doctor. Like it's just like, <laughs> Um, so if, who's ever selling you something and they're clearly walking the walk and talking the talk, like it's just more, it's more real, makes more sense intuitively. Like somebody's going to believe you more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm a product of my physical practice. So I, I hope that, uh, it's, I hope that's obvious online. <laughs> it certainly is, mate. Talk to us a little bit, John, about your online stuff and how that's developed. I imagine you had quite an interesting time during COVID. I know you still sort of have a full-time job and the movement journey. I don't know if it's, is it, is it taking more of your time? Tell us a little bit about that. And also, mate, I'm, I'm interested to move that into sort of what the movement journey is and how people can get involved in that. So, yeah, since I last talked to you, I think I've launched, I think my app launched probably right around the time we chatted. I don't even know Correct. if it was out yet then. I don't think it was, no. Um, so that was, that launched during COVID, during the summer of COVID, um, myself and Tribe Fitness, that's the app, that's the, the company that runs the app. They 
you know, we launched that about two and a half ish years ago. Um, and that's kind of been my full, my main focus as far as program offerings online. Um, and on that, it's a bunch of stuff. It's programming for the front split, middle split, back, back bridge, pancake, there's strength work on there too. And everything's scaled where if you're somebody who doesn't know anything at all about mobility and you're like, I'd like to start working on middle splits, there's a level for you. You know, it's going to take you, it's going to take you a while on that level one to meet the prerequisites to get to level two. But if you stayed the journey, you'd get there eventually. Um, And there's a lot of general stuff on there too, general shoulder mobility, general hip mobility. So if you are that person that's just looking to move better, you know, we have stuff on there for you as well. Um, You know, I have, I think when we last chatted, I was probably, I have some standalone stuff like general hip mobility, general shoulder spine. Um, And that stuff, I actually just redid all that stuff because audio equipment and video equipment gets better. So, you know, you've got to, you got to redo that every couple of years. Um, yeah. And then I do take on a few personal clients online because I do have the full-time job. It's tough to commit to a lot. So I try to have no more than like seven or eight and working with me is an eight week. It's an eight week commitment. You're going to work with me for eight weeks. Um, if you want to keep going after that, great. If not, um, I'll give you suggestions on how to go forward. If you want to jump on the app, um, or something like that. But, uh, yeah. And I, and I still work full time as the fitness director at a private club. Um, and that, that's, that's a big time commitment. So I'm working, you know, any free time I get, I'm, I'm doing the online stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I was, I was lucky during COVID actually to be uh, the initial COVID to kind of be off from my full-time job where it really, you know, I was able to make, create ideas and kind of, think about where I wanted the online business to go. So yeah. Um, have you seen a, have you seen a big sort of increase? I know because you launched it sort of during 2020, mate, but have you seen a, a, a big increase of, of people? Do you think due to COVID or do you think people are more into sort of what you're, what you're putting out there? Yeah, I think during the, and this is probably a product of COVID some, but also just being able to launch an app that has so many different programmings on it where it's able to, you know, it's not just the person who wants to get a front split. It's also the person who wants some at-home strength work and also wants to work on their back bridge. Like it's able to touch a lot of different wants and needs for people. So it's probably more a product of having a platform to be able to have all that stuff on there. Um, and in the future I'm going to do, I've got some sports specific stuff coming like, uh, golf mobility for golfers, mobility for tennis players, that stuff's going to be coming soon. So it's just a way to, you know, get my brand to reach more people that are in different physical practices. Um, but all of it's able to be done at home. So, you know, that's, that speaks to that COVID environment of everybody's working out at home. So I think a lot of people have stayed away from the gym unfortunately so it's 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 been a benefit for me when you what what kind of people you say that you work with sort of about eight people on a on a one-to-one basis or for for about eight weeks what sort of people are, are coming to you mate and what what are you doing how does that work it's if i'm working with an online client that's getting a personalized program more often than not, they want to get work towards back bridge, front split, middle split, handstand. 
some combination of that. Maybe right. they also want to work on like they have some lower body goals from a strength standpoint, like pistol squat or dragon squat, something like that. They're they're looking yeah. for a little bit more specific than just moving better overall. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of them, they say they want those things. And then we go through some assessments and <laughs> actually we just need to work on getting you moving better first. And then maybe in a couple, maybe in a couple of sessions, a couple eight yeah. week sessions, you'll then be ready to really get specific with these things. But, um, I think most people reach out to me with the, with, they have these certain goals of various skills and, and positions. We, when we spoke last time, mate, actually, we, we titled the show, You Only Get One Body, Don't Fuck It Up. And we spoke about people not moving enough. Is the world getting better at movement, do you feel? Or are we going back the other way? I think, you know, people that I associate with on a regular basis, I think are getting, I, I'd say they're more movement curious now. Like it's... You know, I see where my wife and I live, it's a very walkable city. So there, I feel like we see more people out and about. Whether Are they the healthiest looking people? No, but they're, they're out and about moving around, which is great. Um, but, you know, I, I don't see the, I, it's tough for me to answer that question, I guess, because it's tough for me to see the other side of the coin, like the people yeah. that were maybe... They were kind of active, whatever, but have said, screw it. I'm just going to spend the rest. I'm just going to sit around inside all day, watch TV, do this, this, and this. I don't interact or see those people. So I yeah, don't really true, know. True. Um, yeah. And my full-time job, I'm lucky to interact with a, a group of people that's really well-educated. They're 95% of them are ab above average from an activity standpoint. Wow. Um, and so I kind of live in a bubble, thankfully, but so my yeah. perception of the real world is probably a little skewed, but um, I mean, I, th I think people are getting there, you know, my business has increased. So maybe that's a sign that people are more movement curious and they want to, yeah. they want to get their bodies moving better. Um, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to ponder on that question and get back to you <laughs> maybe in a couple of weeks. What do, you, what do you think? What do you, you're a, you're a gym owner. What do you think? I, I believe that more people are moving, but I believe that the reason for people moving is are not always the right reasons, which you could argue this as well, because most people, and that's why I love what you do, mate, and the way that you present it and the fact that you're in shape and, and, and all the good stuff that you're doing, because people generally just want to come and work out so that they can go and drink at the weekend or eat more cupcakes or ice creams and stuff like that. And I see a lot of people working out, but I don't feel that the standard of people's movements is getting much better. And it's kind of proven and a lot of our members listen listen to my show and that's fine it's kind of proven in in the programs that we offer at the gym we offer a program called boot camp for example which is like a 45 50 minute absolute sweat fest it's a really good workout great atmosphere like if that's what you want then that's awesome like it's a really good workout but then we offer i mean our mobility class is is, is busy so that's good as well but i I just think more pe people, when they think gym and fitness and workout, 
they need 45 minutes, smash fest and get out. And yes. that's not always the best solution, you know? And that kind of, it kind of gets to me a little bit, but the fact that they're still coming and working out is better than not working out. So we're, we're almost in this catch 22, aren't we? Yeah. Way, way better than not working out. And you know, when it comes to mobility, it's, it's, it's way, I think, tougher. If you're teaching two classes, one is let's just sweat profusely and like go hard and let's do some mobility work here to get your body moving better to scale things in either classes where like, let's say somebody's really tight, doesn't move well to go to that boot camp style class. It's easier to scale stuff for that person to still get heart rate up, muscles pumped, sweating profusely than it is for that person to go to a mobility class where there's somebody who's also really mobile in it, like to scale them to doing these like very, we'll call them like super boring drills. And like, <laughs> it's, that's a, just such tougher sell. And it, it always will be, unfortunately. So, yeah. you know, if you if you want to move better, you've got to, and you're someone listening to this, you've got to want it. You've got to kind of, Take it upon yourself, hire a coach, or when you do go to a yoga class or something, ask questions. Like it's it's a way tough, not tougher, but it's a way more it's a tougher to execute, we'll say, yeah, path yeah. than just, you know, getting that killer workout in. And the gratification is delayed as well. You know, we're we're talking, you know, you, you said it, mate, like it's eight, you've been on this journey for eight years. You know, it's it's delayed and people's attention. You must have a, an idea about that based on subscriptions to your app and how long people generally stay on it and stuff like that as to as to their attention span, do you? Yeah, I mean, some people, every now and then I'll get somebody reaching out to me that will say, or they'll have signed up very recently after messaging me and they'll say, Hey, how long is it going to take me to get XX? <laughs> I say, I'll usually send a voice message and I'll say, I can't answer that. I mean, I don't know. Please feel free to send me a current photo of whatever drill you're working on. And maybe I can give you a better, a better timetable, but you know, it's dependent on how consistent with this practice are you going to be? Yeah. Um, what is your current level? What is your level of execution of these drills? Are you, I mean, you half-ass these drills, you might never get to where you want to be. But if you're flawless in your execution every time, you're going to get much further along than that person who's half-assing it. Yeah. Uh, you know, what are your recovery habits like? How well do you sleep? How What's your nutrition like? Um, what are your stress levels throughout the day like? Like all these are variables. And, you know, I get I am selling things that look cool, like the front split, middle split, and back bridge. <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to make progress and get there quickly, you got to do all the other things right. You got to have great recovery. Um, you've got to execute execute the pro the program as flawlessly as possible. You also got to make sure you don't get too greedy and try to overdo it. Try to train a certain skill daily because that's just going to lead to injury overtraining, and you're going to plateau or at worst get hurt. Um, so there's a lot of variables involved, and it's. Uh, you know, if you're the person who just wants to, you know, sweat profusely, breathe heavily, feel like they really crushed it and did something, um, probably wouldn't be for you. But if you <laughs> yeah. want to, uh, if you're, especially if you're recognizing, hey, I'm stiff, I'm getting pain after that 
killer workout I just did. Maybe I need to take some time to move better. It'd be a great option for you. Are the most suggested and still, I guess, in high demand programs, sort of your, your hips and your shoulder stuff, John? Yeah, I would say, you know, anytime I do like questionnaires for people, I say, what do you want to get better at? It's usually, I want my hips, my hips are tight. It's something associated with the hips. It's my hips are tight. My hamstrings are tight. Oh, my hip flexors are tight. It's something in that area. So um, general hip work does tend to be the, the, the heavy favorite. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, mate, that's obviously a product of the fact that probably 60, 70% of the population are sitting down for eight, nine hours a day. Right. So yeah. And even if you're doing that, you, you move, you walk around a little bit, so you can feel that tightness at least some point during the day. Whereas the upper body, if you just never use your upper body, you don't really test those limits. You don't know you have limits. (laughs) You sit there the whole day with your shoulders in playing on your phone. It's uh, a different level. One, another thing, mate, and it sounds like I'm a complete Instagram stalker. I, I, I love your content, so I'm, I'm going to ask you this. One thing I've seen you introduce a little bit more is ice therapy. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I think it's actually funny. I think right around the same time I got into mobility work, uh, as I was saying, like mobility started getting popular on podcasts and in books. I had read and heard somewhere, I wish I could remember this, people suggesting you to take a cold shower first thing in the morning, just, and it was sold to me as, hey, this is a good way to get like a win in the morning, like kind of boost your willpower, like you overcome something, you accomplish something and it kind of sets the tone. And so I started that right around the same time and I loved it. Like, I was like, this is awesome. Like, cause after I get done this, it's like, whatever the next thing's going to be, you know, I, I just feel like I can accomplish it better. Yeah. Um, you know, did that for years and years. And then uh, that got just easy, essentially. And, you know, found some good good information on cold exposure, filling your bathtub up with ice and taking ice baths. And it's, it's, it's now it's a clear stress reducer for me. I've consistently done it in my own practice for so many years now. Uh that it's clear, like you go sit in 40 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't know what that is in Celsius. It's uh, cold. <laughs> it's, <yeah. laughs> uh, for five minutes, you get out of that. You feel like your willpower, anything you were like stressing on prior to that, you feel like your w- willpower is instantly boosted and anything you might've been stressing on, especially if you do it at the end of the day, we always like to do it at the end of the day. Like oh, if yeah. I was something irked me a little bit. I just kind of, after I get out of there, I'm like, ah, why did I think that was a big deal at all? Like it's clearly, it can really knock some, it chills you out. Like it truly, truly does. So it's a, that's a, that's a game changer part of my practice. I think it's made me a more, I was never a stressful person at any point in my life, but it's, uh, I guess I, and I wouldn't say I suffered with anxiety at all, but I would have moments of anxiety and I rarely ever do now. And I think it's a big product of that. I think it's, wow. you know, that chill out session that I get at least a couple of times a week is, is huge for um, not only physical health, but mental health too. And you, you said there, mate, that you would do it of an evening. So the morning idea of setting yourself up for the day or anything that's going to come in the day, you sort of shelved that and you just use it to decompress in the evening. 
Well, I, I still take a cold shower in the mornings. Like I always okay. work out in the mornings and I always end that with a cold shower, but that's, and that still is a little bit of a, you're in the shower. Oh, do I really want to turn this to cold? And it, it is still a nice boost to get that done. Yeah. Um, I like to think of the cold, my, the cold is my like almost meditation at the end of the day. It's the, right. you know, especially if you've had a long, more mentally draining day. Uh, yeah. That's just such a nice way to end, end the day. Um, Cause I know I'm done with the day after that. I'm having a nice meal with my wife usually after that. And then it's nice. on to bed like an hour after that. So it's just a nice slow down regulation. And let's uh, let's get the gas on uh, the ice barrels, mate. Highly recommended. Yes, definitely. And especially soon in the next, I think they're shooting for about six months. Right now you have to fill them with ice, which for right. some people is a pain. I'm, I'm lucky to have access to an ice machine, so it's pretty easy for me. Wow. But uh, they're, they've prototyped a cold compressor and it will go live in like six months and it'll be compatible with any of their current ice barrels. So that'll... That'll be just something you plug in and it just feel, not only chills the water, I think it's going to chill it down to 41 degrees Fahrenheit, which right. super cold in Celsius too. Yeah. And it'll filter the water as well. So you'll rarely have to change it. So that's going to be a game changer for the, uh, for the cold exposure. There's a, there's a couple of companies out there that make them now like that, but they're uber, they're uber expensive. So I, I don't know yeah. the price point of this cold compressor, but it should be more affordable um than the other stuff that's on the market 41 degrees folks in our language or in celsius should i say is five degrees so that's that sounds cool cold yeah it's right i just googled it whilst you're chatting there it's uh, <laughs> it's five celsius i normally sit in about five to eight degrees and I mean, it's cold, mate. After I do about ten to fifteen minutes when I do it, and at the end. Oh my gosh, that's ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. Uh, Good for you. That's uh. Yeah, what is your setup? What's your setup for that? Um, the, the we go to a place in Dubai, and they they have it's almost it's similar to a barrel. It's like a like a plastic tub, and they just cycle the water in, and it's it's super cold, mate. It's it's interesting. I find. I find ice baths, there's three stages for me, and they're very clear cut. One is the first 30 to 60 seconds where literally it takes your breath away and you, I really have to focus on my breathing. And yes. then I get into this zone for the next eight or nine minutes where I'm actually really enjoying it. And then the last three or four minutes, and if you start, if I start to lose like a little bit of feeling in my, in my fingers and my toes, that's when I'm like, this is just shit. I want to get out. You know? yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're kind of my, my three phases. And I actually love the first two phases because the first phase I think teaches you a lot about how to just get yourself under control in a, what is a stressful situation. You've taken your body from sort of whatever temperature you're in to right down to 41 Fahrenheit, five degrees in like an instant. And yeah. so, you know, and it's, it's the same. You're, someone suddenly starts having an argument with you, you have to compose, you know, if you start just going hell for leather, it normally doesn't end up well. So I think there's a lot of Passover into life. So I, I love stage one and two, 
but I'm not too interested in stage three. I'm like, <laughs> no, that, that's that's stage three. Once you start the shakes on that stage three, they're not going to stop. So yeah, yeah, and that's always a problem as well. Like, I'm always like, how long after this is it going to take me to, to kind of defrost? So yeah, but it's nice. Uh, it's good to hear, mate. And uh, I've seen the, I've seen the barrels a bit, so it's good to hear from from someone that they work good and. That those guys are developing products mate i won't keep you for too much longer what i want to know is what's coming for you and where does this journey go over the coming sort of i don't know in the in the near future um that's a good question you know i'm not i'm not one who's great at like making setting long-term goals or setting except for when i'm like i want to get a front split or a middle split uh and as far as like physical goals like that, I don't really have too much on my radar. I, I do want to continue to incorporate more and more aerobic work. Um, you know, my wife and I are going to, on our honeymoon, we're going to bike around Lake Como. Uh, that's a hundred mile ride awesome. in one day. So that'll be, that'll be a big test for us. Uh, you know, awesome. I, some, a, a good friend of mine a couple years ago, and this kind of got me, this stuck with me and it made me want to get back more. And, and you can totally relate to what I'm about to say is this really resonated with me. He said, he said, wow, I'm going to misquote him now, but it was something along the lines of you can't do cool stuff unless you have an awesome aerobic system. And what he meant was like, when you're somewhere cool, like you can't go on that 15 mile trail run. You can't go on that hundred mile bike ride. Like you can't do epic shit. If you're a aerob- that's what it was. You can't do epic shit if your aerobic system sucks. So um, that kind of lingered with me for a while. And it's, you know, I'm going to start, continue to up my aerobic capacity uh, in hopes of doing more cool stuff like we're going to do on our honeymoon. So no set goals with that at all. But, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Marcus here will inspire me quite a bit on his uh, (laughs) Instagram page, running over, running all over the Alps and all that stuff. But uh, uh, it's... uh... I like that quote. It's, I think it's very true, mate. And yes, I think, totally. you know, sometimes it's, and, and I think it's exactly the same as, like you said, as your front splits. Like I see it on Instagram, like John, you're a freaking legend, mate. That's awesome. But you've done hours and hours over years and years to get to that point, you know? And if you do do the basics, then you can do the epic stuff and, and, and things are pretty good fun. Right. Yes, totally. Awesome. Mate, I'm going to wish you a happy honeymoon. I'm going to appreciate you for coming back on the show. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll link to, to everything in the show notes, mate, but just keep making it happen. Folks, get over and follow John Movement Journey on Instagram. It's, it's great stuff that you're doing, mate, and I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, dude. I'll chat to you soon. Sounds good. Cheers.